everyone. Welcome to the Holistic Living Show. And today I have a guest. Her name is Sabrina Runbeck, and she is going to be chatting with us about how to get more done with less time and stress while restoring your energy. And she is coming to us actually from the States. So I'm going to bring her on right now. We're going to get to let get to know her a little bit more. Hello, Sabrina. How's it going? Hi, Gani. Hi, everyone for watching, listening in. Thanks for being here with us. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to have met you because I found that um, while you're you're in the States and you are in healthcare, um, you have quite a story to share. And it ties in so nicely with, you know, keeping ourselves centered and at our optimal energy and uh, and all of that. So I actually forgot to kind of read some more about about introducing you here. So, um, so you yourself, you actually have overcome burnout and feeling stuck in a career yourself, right? Um, can you tell us a little bit about how your story came to be and how um, how you you've come to be at this point in your life? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for asking me that question, for allowing me to share with everyone. So I am a heart and lung surgery PA with more than 10 years experience in public health and neuroscience. While I was growing up, I'm only child, and only girl in all family, all the cousins are male. So I felt like, hey, why would all the boys be the one who's leading a change? Uh, with Asian culture particularly, it seems like are the ones who carry on the fame. So they're the ones who need really out there, get all this education to make something self. But I was seem to be someone who, yeah, you're smart, keep going. But once you have a good job, get married, you should be set for life. That's the satisfaction that I felt like from my family was looking at me. But at the same time, they allow me to discover who I am as a person. And that's the benefit. When my mom came to the US, I was still in elementary school. And then she decided to stay. So I flew across the ocean myself to get myself here. So oh. I was just barely 12 years old. And I remember at the time, soon after I landed, started middle school, my mom got into a car accident. Oh. I, at the time, was still barely can speak English. But you how about you have to figure out how do I live now? So I used to go to flea markets every weekend, just sell pots and pans and whatever I can get my hands to. And that's a chance for me to learn English, interact with people, and also learned that hard work is the only thing probably can get me through because there's not much support in my life. Now, mm. that kind of mentality pushed me, plus the Asian like discipline part of me, pushed me to two bachelor degrees, two master degrees, finally got a medical degree into one of the most prestigious heart and lung surgery in the US. And what I would say, you know, since there are a lot of people who just to see and a lot also thought was Sabrina should you have made it then now I was at a time working more than 80 plus hours a week on yeah. top of that I was taking calls just about every night and 
coming in on the weekends just to run on my patient. So I remember one day, it was hardly eight o'clock in the morning. I was already exhausted because I was <laughs> called the night before again. And I woke up with a fever of 101 degrees. Mm. So my body felt that achy weak and my hands were even cramping. It wouldn't have been so bad if I had a day off. But in fact, I was standing in front of my patient with my hands inside his open chest for another open heart surgery. Wow. For anybody who don't know or haven't had a family who go to a heart surgery, good for you. <laughs> but it, the idea for our cases, they last at least four to five hours long. Right. It's not like the nurses or anesthesiology team, they get to have breaks and scrub out. We as providers are there the entire time because they're our patient. We need to make sure every single meticulous thing is taken care of mm -hmm. from open to close before we can leave the room, before we deliver the patient safely to the ICU. Right. So typically I'm chatting, I'm listening to music, I'm going, but that day. It's like a scene from Grey's Anatomy or something. <laughs> I'm just visualizing this, like the tunes are going, you got someone open on the table and you're like there, but at the same time, you're, you're feeling exhausted even before you got to that point. Right. So mm -hmm. my nurse, I remember one of particularly was thinking, wow, Sabrina is quiet, not good. So she oh. was passing Dayquil and cough drop under my mask, just going. We know those are just end days. So the day when I woke up, covered with night sweat, can barely go to the bathroom or to get myself a glass of water. Now I realize, girl, I guess this is it. You can't move, you can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I had to convince myself that I cannot do this anymore. I have to take a sick day. So when I got on the phone, the other line from my boss was, oh, you couldn't tell us this sooner? Oh. <laughs> that was some most bizarre and felt like a stab in my own heart that no matter how much we're giving, pouring things out, people somehow see us as a machine of just doing the job. And we always have excuses, not even just in medicine, in any demanding career, well, your mm -hmm. client comes first, your team needs you, and this and that. It's all these external expectations. Then we start creating these internal expectations. Well, I have to step up. I have to do X, Y, Z. If I don't show up, if I don't say yes, who's going to carry on the load? We put so much stress on ourselves. Then we start saying all these yeses to the things that are robbing our precious time, energy, and ultimately our sanity. Wow. Yeah, that is so true. And I think a, a lot of people can relate to that, that feeling of burnout, the feeling that we need to keep going in order to keep our families together, to keep uh, our position in our jobs, to, to be what people are expecting from us. But at some point, there's a breaking point. <laughs> they can't exactly. Yes to everything. <laughs> right. So I felt that was the early moment in my life that I start having that switch of that's not what I want to do, how I want to live for the next five years, 
ten years, twenty years. That's ridiculous. I probably wouldn't be even lasting for the next six months to a year. Yeah.、Uh, <laughs> how can we really think that we have to put our hands in multiple pots and need to balance them? That is just so bizarre. And then we don't even want to think about that we're not living the life that we perceived, or we never really asked ourselves how. Do we want to live? How do we want to show up as a person instead of doing more and more and more and worrying that busyness as a badge of honor? Yeah, yeah. And then to to get to that point of realization where you're like, well, when do I get to say yes to myself <laughs> for the things that we want to do? <laughs> Because often, and as women too, we will tend to. Push our needs aside to take care of others and family and career and that and yet there's that part of us that then never gets tended to that we don't have that、uh, connection we start to lose that connection with ourselves and then I think there's such、um, the the feeling of disconnect. Can happen more and more and more as where we want to be is here, and where we're actually at is like up here, a little bit further away. You know, just imagining there's some space between my fingers here, <laughs> and、um, and that point, you know, you can kind of tolerate it a bit, but then the disconnect gets greater and greater and greater, and the greater the gap. The more disconnect, disconnected we are, and then that just ends up leading to dissatisfaction with our lives and things that are going on. And yet, where we want to be is down here. Yet we're we're sailing all the way over here. So、like, how do we tie ourselves back and bring ourselves back to uh to where we're we're serving ourselves, <laughs> really? <laughs> and, yeah.、Uh, yeah. And so. What you described there, it, I, I think a lot of people can relate to that.、Um, and so, you've been you've been down there, you've you've gone through it, and now、um, now you are a peak performance consultant. So,、uh, can you share with us a bit about your turnaround and how you got into that a little bit more? Because I've I'm going to show up、uh, this、uh, banner here, Sabrina Runback. She's the queen of performance and productivity. So I think we can learn a lot from you because you've been there and you've done that and you've found a way. And now you share it and teach with others on how to get more done with less time and stress and keeping your energy levels high. So,、um, so you also、uh, have a blueprint, I believe that. Um, I'm going to put this up for here too. It's a book with Sabrina at sabrinarunback.com/blueprint. So, so what is that exactly? What is the blueprint, and、um, and how do you how do you reach out to others and let them let us know? Like, how can we get a piece of this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, at the moment when I was so down, where there was one month I was on call in the hospital, twenty nine days straight, I was just so exhausted. But at the time, I also had a patient who's as young as us, early thirties, got a infection of his heart valve and need a fourth open heart surgery because he was keep ignoring cough and cold symptoms. Things are just Deal. I kind of think that we're young, 
good in your 30, 20, 40s, your prime time, right? Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be having anything big deal happening to you. But that was not what happened to him. So I remember that month where I ran that every single day, I saw him every single day because we just operated on him. So he was in the hospital. Can you imagine living in a hospital because you're that sick, getting rehab, making sure everything is good before you go home with your wife and two kids and you're mm -hmm. living in a hospital for a whole month before you have to reinvent yourself to back to, into your own life and creating some society. I didn't want to be in that position. I had to realize I did this to myself. Nobody else's. We can complain. I was at that stage, um, second stage of burnout where I start having this, the cynicism, the complaint feeling like nothing works. It's all hospitals. It's all bureaucratic. No, at the same time, it's us. We said yes to get yourself into that position. Mm. I say yes to stay late, pulling those hours. I say yes to not fighting for myself to creating a bigger team for me, right? So I had to realize I did this. If I just own up to it, then I can be true to myself, true to my emotions. I do something about it. So mm -hmm. I went back to my background, which is in neuroscience. My thesis was on actually using hand drum to reduce stress. And my public health thesis was on self-care, self-management with health literacy. And it all tied in together is how well we can do one thing, it links into multiple positive behaviors down the road. And then I also learned from multiple cognitive behavior psychologists, post-psychologists, neuroscientists, peak performers to really get to a simple system how all of us who are busy, who love the work because it drives us a, some people even say give them energy because mm -hmm. they're trying to live in their passion and mission. But if we are only going toward our mission, our work, then something else in our life, there are 10 pillars. If we're only tapped into two, guess what? The rest of them are intertwined. It's going to fall apart. So, I came up with the six step system to create this blueprint for us to become that peak performer again. So you can sustain and heightened how much you can perform and do. And no longer feeling like you're always on, you always have to go to show mm -hmm. up to then achieve something. But enjoy the moment of now and do less and perform and have more results. Right. And actually understanding what that result could look like, feel like, and it's no longer just a big dream, it's reality. So that's why for uh we'll go through the six steps uh briefly today. And for anybody else who wanted just to have a conversation, zero pressure to see if I can be someone who can add value to you or not, or refer you to the right resources, feel free to go to sabrinarunback.com forward slash blueprint to grab a time. I only do these free calls three times a week. And um, you also, once you land on that page, get to see a summary of a Fox News segment I did on how come when we're 32 years old, that's the new average age of burnout in the US. Wow, wow. 32 burning out. 
Yeah, that that used to be in like the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> the more expectation, the more harshness we put on ourselves. That's why people say, oh, millennials, you guys are jumping from one job to another. Well, if you start losing your aim in life, you don't really know what you are trying to create. You're just gaining one job as mean to create finance or just trying it out. Of course, mm -hmm. people are jumping life and right. So I believe even for those of us who has devoted years in your degree or building a business or climbing that corporate ladder, you don't truly have a stress management or even a burned out and overwhelmed issue. You have a boundary and leadership issue. That's not something that we truly were taught enough, mm. right? We're so good when we we're young, pushed by our parents, by our neighbors, from anyone. The number one question being asked was, what do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah. <laughs> and even nowadays, you introduce yourself to a new person. Hi, I'm so-and-so. What do you do? Somehow that doing part is attached to our identity and that's really stereotyping for anybody and instead of asking how are you doing who are you as a person right that's so different concept so number one step in my blueprint is how can we create that ideal life for you and as detailed and make it so realistic that become possible and how would you feel when you get to that point? We're all emotional beings. And if we don't have that emotional tie to the end goal that we're creating, we're also not going to do it because we don't feel like it's reality. It's just some big goal. I want to have a beach house and a mountain house, <laughs> and maybe travel every other month. Okay. How can we make it reality? Right. And so, once we have this big goal, then we can create that internal drive and smaller step to get ourselves there. Right? Break it down specifically. Then what's number two? Once we know exactly what we want, we need to be able to have the continued momentum to act upon it. Right? We don't want it to be so excited one day and next day I have something else to do. I forgot about <laughs> it. And then it slides off, starts slides to go off. out of our peripheral vision even. And, and it's like, oh, shiny object. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go somewhere oh. else. Like, no. Yeah, procrastination. Is that because I don't do it or is that too big? Is that I just trust myself, right? Break those barriers and truly create that true momentum where no matter what type of goal you set up for a small project or for your ultimate life, you know how to keep yourself going. I think that's one of the big problems. It's too many people rely on their willpower, but we know willpower doesn't truly exist. Right? Just say, oh, I yeah, I can keep myself going. Okay. How frequently can you just turn that dial up? Right. And that means our happiness shouldn't be a roller coaster. So the third step we're gonna do is reboot our mental immunity. It's just as important as physical immunity. I think many people, when they talk about health, they're always thinking about physical fitness, nutrition. How do I keep this body in the great place? Instead of thinking, hi, this mind 
it also need to be immunoproof, and it also need to continuously being strengthened and acted on. So in positive psychology, we call success. Right? People always thinking about the IQ, EQ, certification, experience, your title, and、uh, all the degrees you have. But that's just half the equation, right? And even Dan Hill said, "Knowledge is not power until you use it, and when it's used correctly."、Hmm. Just because we can listen to podcasts, read ten thousand books. Take another course, boost another skill. You're just dumping more and more information into your brain. How are you extracting all this stuff? So stop just being so obsessed about learning. How are you extracting and pulling the right information to make your life better, to make you show up better in your work and family? Have you done that assessment yet? Right. Stop being so obsessed about just learning new stuff. So, what's the other half of the equation? Why are we having emotional roller coaster? It's two parts. What one of my coach calls it from Stanford, positive intelligence quotient. What does that mean? We have nine different sabotaging tendencies. Do you know which one you have? Maybe you have three. And、hmm. these ten. Even we're happy. Number is judgment. So I remember in high school, even in grad school, and you can be so happy. You chatting with your friends. One day I remember I was barely sitting down, and the teacher said back our quiz. Of course I shut up, right? Because I'm super nervous. Like it's going to happen, and I remember I couldn't answer some of the questions. Maybe I should have studied longer. Now I start to <laughs> criticize myself before I even saw that, right? And then once I saw the number in the big red circle, oh, I start bawling. And I don't cry pretty. Start <laughs> <laughs> staring at me. It's like, whoa, what the happened, right? And guess what? What score that I have? Cardi, take a guess. Sorry, it just cut out right there as you were asking. What was that again? <laughs> so I said, Carly,、uh, guess what was the score I got on the quiz? Oh, see, I would think it would be under—I don't know—under fifty would make me feel like crying like that too. But I would—the way you're asking me makes me think it was probably like an eighty-nine or something. <laughs> So yeah, I guess you're close. I was at 82. Oh, so for、wow. many people, they will laugh like, "Oh, gee, just one quiz, and you got to be mine as big deal." But for me, at the time, I was someone who's like, unless you got an A, everything else is not acceptable. And、wow. so, of course, I was just like criticizing myself the whole time. It's like, girl, should have. Been studying more, do more practice tests. Did you not read your notes? All those things. <laughs> And what is that? Criticizing is judgment. When we judge ourselves for the things we haven't done, for the things we could have done better, when we keep rehearsing and rehearsing, 
And that also means we're likely to judge other people by our own standard. And it's difficult、mm. for other people to work with us and to be even friend with us if our standard is that high. It's not really reality. So that's one of the number one sabotaging tendencies among people who are want to be ambitious and got themselves into multiple things. And so. When we recognize that, then we can do something about it. But if we don't even know what that is, how can we let ourselves to give ourselves more empathy? And knowing judgment is not going to work for us; it's working against us.、Yeah. And once you know that, you also need to know how do you pivot out, right? Right, and we can be our own worst critics as well, because it's like you said, it's all up here; it's in our heads. Yet. You've got people around you saying, "What are you? Why are you crying?" Because like that's to them would be an awesome score that they got, but for you, because you have this this、uh, this level of expectation, and there's that difference again. I mean, where you want to be and where you end up, and the greater that distance is, the more aggravated and out of sorts we feel. So how how do we shift that? And, exactly,、uh, and that、yeah. that's a part of the. Neurological training that we do for ourselves is to pivot ourselves then into the positive state, which means innovation, activation, right? Really allow yourself to do something, be more empathetic, being more resourceful. But if you don't know how to pivot, then we still keep. Thinking all the things we could have been doing, right?、Mm-hmm. Or、uh, the other sabotaging tendency a lot of High performer have is controlling. If only I just measured every single step and told everyone, or I just kept on my track, then everything will be fine. How are you going to control anything in life, right? And that creates more anxiety both for ourselves and for people that are helping us to achieve certain goals. So those are the things that we have to train our brain with different exercise, and that's number three. Um, and So that takes、uh, some time, but actually, it doesn't take that many weeks. And number four is reboot our energy, because no matter how many productivity tips and systems you can build for yourself, work for your business, for your team, if you don't even have the energy to carry them out,、mm-hmm. then what's the point of learning all that stuff, right? And that's why the half the equation. Is only knowledge base for success, right. Right? right? So then, once we know there are four different natural cycle of energy, and there are ways we can even within two minutes to reboot ourselves, our system. So、uh, anybody who love to learn about some of these simple tricks that I just teach people how to do that under two minutes, either you can jump on a call with me, or you can actually download a free exercise. Just Sabrina Rombach. dot com, my full name for slash energy, but、um, those things we combine our breath, our body posture, and one of our five senses, right? So then you shut down your prefrontal cortex from rehearsing and thinking all the stuff that you need to do, making all these quick decisions, and you just brought yourself to the present and focus on you for just two minutes. And last time, when I did this exercise with a group of nurses who just came off their night shift, one of them told me, "Sabrina, I actually can go on to another twelve-hour shift." 
I'm like, well, Annie, I don't think that'll be a wise idea. I think you should sleep. But think about how powerful that can be. If you do this more often, in between your shift, in between showing up to a big meeting, your patient, your clients, would you feel better that you can give the best of you in that condition, not what all the other baggages and the weight that you carry from the prior day and prior event?、Mm. And so that's why energy is so crucial. Now, then we can go into our fifth step, productivity. Now, most people wanted to get to the fifth step. <laughs> Before they go to the first four, <laughs> if you have no foundation, all the other things we talk about will not help you. And then, so fifth step is discovering our true passion. What do you feel like when you do it? You're just in the natural flow. You love doing them, and you're really, really good at. You're so proficient,、mm. and you, that's in your genius zone. People are often confused and tell me, Sabrina, I just need to follow my passion. Then you don't have to feel like you're working at all. But I have to tell you, even you're working your passion, if you're not really good, and if you spend too much time into it, you're gonna turn that passion into a poison.、Hmm. So, in the zone of proficient and passion, if you're just living in a zone of proficiency, means oh, my friends told me I'm really good at. Speaking, so I and teaching, so I'm gonna become a college professor. But if it's not a true love, things you love to do, guess what? It will become a disinterest, and then you're still not gonna feel fulfilled in your life. So what do we have to do when there are gonna be things that we're not gonna love all the time, and we're not gonna be good at all the time? That's three ways. You have to delegate. Right, really learn how to trust people. Like all the controlling tendency, <laughs> build that team for you, right? Or VA. And number two, automate, create a system that would just play into itself. Like some, like you guys, whoever wanted to have a chat, this link has my calendar on it. It will naturally generate a Zoom link for us and automatically remind you about this appointment. So it takes myself out of the equation. We、mm-hmm. don't have to go back and forth just to figure out our calendar. And、yeah. it's just there、oh, yeah. convenient for you. That can be a huge time waster. I'm and having had clients and booking with clients, and I had such a resistance to bringing my schedule online because I thought, oh, it's going to take me longer to input all my times I'm not available. Until I came up with the the idea of like I block off spots for myself as flex time, so that you know I have ones that are open specifically. For、uh, for meeting with clients, and then that、uh, gives me the flexibility. But man, does that ever save a lot of time having that、yes. that、um, there and the automatic reminders and all of that, like the to try and automate as much as you can without having to do that back and forth with emails and days and days go by, right? <laughs> It's just like right, and that's、yeah. the amazing part on how we can leverage technology. So,、mm-hmm. but what's the number one thing you have to do when it comes to productivity is saying no. I know it's a perfect <laughs> sentence. That means eliminate when things are not truly aligned with your value system for the week. I, I even build this for my client. They think it's the one, the most amazing thing. Because guess what? We all deserve just have some me time. Just to think about what I want for this week. How do I want to show up? What does it mean to keep my 
core for this week and how, who do I need to reach out to? What is that one thing that truly will elevate some skill that will align with my proficiency, right? We're not mm -hmm. trying to learn too much and do too much anymore. So saying no is saying yes to the things that truly light you up. So every no is a new opportunity. So that's why we have to diagnose so deeper in what you already do to see what are your proficiency at and passion at, and then start figuring out what can you say no to, eliminate, ultimate, and delegate, right? And then learning that barrier of not, someone is not gonna be as good as me when I have to delegate, right? All those mental barriers will be removed. So lastly is once we are proficient in everything, we're going to show up as the best influencer you can be to truly making impact and change and living into that mission of yours. And that's not to learning a more leadership model, but how are you attracting talents and the good people to you that will be on your wavelength and stop the six different ways that you're accidentally diminishing, right? If you have the right people in your corner, would you not want to elevate them and not accidentally diminishing them. So those are the six steps for the blueprint. Wow, that is amazing. And then people can book that one-on-one -on -one consult with you. Like you said, you only have three per week that you have this offered and they can do that through your website here, uh, sabrinarunbeck.com slash blueprint. And then you had also mentioned that um, you have an energy exercise, was it? Um, at sabrinarunbeck.com slash energy. Is that was that an energy exercise that you had there? Or? Yeah. yeah. So okay. since we don't, uh, I know we have to wrap up in the next couple of minutes. Uh, for anybody who want to just take a two minutes to bring back your focus and energy. Yeah, yes. And you can really do this anytime while your day at work, at home, right? Like uh, you need to put on that energy to outside with your kids before you go into that meeting you just want to reset yourself this is great something you can do really bring yourself to center that's awesome and uh and we've got a facebook commentator here uh this is wonderful and great advice from sabrina so yes thank you this is great advice it's been an awesome topic of conversation it's how to rein in what's important with us how to get more done with last time, you gave us some great tips in there and less stress, more importantly, and then restoring your energy too and having that um, that link there for the uh, sabrinarunbeck.com slash energy. That's where you can find that ener quick energy exercise. And then of course, if you want to dive in a little bit deeper with Sabrina, we suggest just going ahead and booking that complimentary no obligation call with her and seeing if this is something that you are looking at working on some more in your life. So uh, thank you, Sabrina, for being on the show today. I greatly appreciate you coming on and sharing with us your insights. Uh, you've been, I'm sure you've been helping a lot of people that are watching here today. And, and thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up? Yeah, I will leave this. Uh, we all have to say no to almost everything. Then we can say, heck yes, to the only <laughs> things that truly lights us up. So thanks everyone for watching, for being here with us. Thank you. 
So thanks for watching everybody. Uh, appreciate having everybody on board and for watching here, whether you're watching live or on the replays, whether you're on YouTube or in Facebook, um, certainly go ahead and reach out to Sabrina if this resonates with you and you're ready to say yes wholeheartedly to things that you love and say no to the things that you are done with having in your life and you're ready to ditch. <laughs> so thanks everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.